Welcome to the I Love Music Podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music Podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. For this episode, I got to interview Danny Parker, an amazing songwriter who has written modern pop songs for Nick Jonas, Shawn Mendes, and James Blunt, among so many others. We talk about the songwriting process of creating music to his new project called Model Child. If you are in Los Angeles on Thursday, March 7th at the Semi-Tropic in Echo Park, there will be a music video showing of his latest single called Trash. And then on March 13th, there will be a Model Child show at Gold Diggers in Hollywood. Check out Model Child on Facebook and Instagram for all events coming up. Let's get into the interview. Well, Danny, thanks so much for being on the show today. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. I think it's... um. I think it's funny how we met. Yes, definitely. Oh my gosh. So our neighborhood blacked out, like yes. power outage. Yeah. And I was like on the street trying to like investigate like what was going on. <laughs> and I, I couldn't get my car into like the my parking lot. So like I was just like Cuz it's What's electric. Going? Yeah, right? it's electric. Yeah. So like I was like, "Wait, what?" But it was at at the beginning, it was like a half blackout yeah because i i noticed on your porch that you had like the light was on but i was like why can't why well, can't it was I, weird it was, yeah because like the lights like dimmed yes. like there was like a weird like surge and my oven just started going like crazy like beeping <laughs> yeah and then the lights were doing this weird like haunted house shit and like it was weird but then i came and out came and out. and i met you yeah and, and my i was neighbor. like hey yeah i was like hey what's going on and yeah. you're like it's a half flick and then eventually my property manager came out and like cranked open the gate so, yeah and then i yeah. saw you at the bar oh yeah so like then, then then the power went completely out yeah and then i was i was home and i was like this sucks yeah <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to just go down. I'm going to go down to the bar and try to get a drink. Who knows if they even have power. And then yeah. I ran into you there. Yeah. So. And it was cool. It was like all like candlelit. And yeah. Like, and I didn't have any cash on me. Okay. I <laughs> do remember, remember this. that. I do remember that. And this. like we, we talked for a little bit. And then I was like, oh gosh, I don't have any cash. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had like I had like just enough for you to get, you get a, drink, a drink, so I was like, "Fuck yeah. it, of course." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, silly. so that's like, yeah, how we met. And now I'm a guest on and your I, show. And now you're a guest it's on amazing. my show. Yeah. Like, who 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 thought that was gonna happen? Yeah. But, like, a simple I love it. twist of fate. Yes, definitely. So, like, Danny, you're like an amazing like songwriter. Um, how did you get into music? I've been into music since I was like a kid. I played cello in okay. like fourth grade and then like immediately quit. But and then I like picked up trombone and played in like school band and stuff. Yeah, I was like pretty serious about yeah. it. I like played in jazz band, played in marching band and but I really wanted to like play in a band. Yeah. But I was like, I play trombone, I can't play in a band. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and this was around like ninth grade or something. And then I went on this like band trip. I'm from Virginia originally and okay. we were going to yeah. like Myrtle Beach and I just met these dudes like who happened to play in a ska band and they oh, were like, cool. we need a trombonist. And I was like, <laughs> dude, Hello. like, yeah, like 
<laughs> I play trombone. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was sort of like my gateway drug into like playing in a rock band, basically. Cool. And then so I started picking stuff up on guitar and bass. Like they would just kind of like teach me stuff okay. at practice. Nice. And then I just got like obsessed. I would I would just get really stoned and just like record shit in my basement like all day and yeah. like just like learn tabs and the the band leader like he wrote all the songs mm -hmm. and I wrote like most what of the was, horn what, parts. What was the name of the band? <laughs> I'm curious. You're gonna love this. Okay. Scarface. <laughs> it's like the classic like goofy ska name oh it's, my gosh. it was amazing <laughs> but he he sort of was like he was like you should try writing a song and I was like me yeah. I can't write a song yeah but that was sort of it, it was almost this like eye-opening moment where it was like somebody granting me permission to like try writing a song and so I did, and then I just like got hooked doing it. That's awesome. I loved it. It was like something very creatively fulfilling that I wasn't really getting out of being in a practice room and drilling scales and yeah. which which like I'm I'm super grateful. Like I played trombone and I feel like I learned a lot from it. But yeah. but like the process of like writing a song was something that was just like completely new and beautiful. Like, cool. Yeah. Did you have any mentors like along the way to that like kind of helped you? I did. Um I I was lucky enough to like have really good teachers in band who I think they were really encouraging and like having that sort of support was just like so key. Um, so yeah. key. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I had like a trombone teacher I got like private lessons um, Mr. Doherty who was so good and then really just like friends as far as songwriting we we would sort of show each other stuff we were writing and like mm -hmm. in like a friendly like competitive sort of way a little <laughs> yeah. bit you know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's uh -huh. like a friend would be like would write the song and I'd be like oh shit like okay I got I need to like up my game basically <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good a little bit of uh, competitiveness exactly to each make you stronger probably yeah and yeah. then and then just listening to music and yeah. like trying to pick up stuff from the what, greats yeah <laughs> what uh what yeah music influences growing up did you let's see listen to I mean, when I was like really little, like my mom got me um, one of the first Beatles albums with yeah. Hard Day's Night and Can't Buy Me Love. Mm -hmm. I think that's on the same album. I don't know. There's and so many, Beatles songs. So many. It's crazy. <laughs> and albums. But yeah, I would just like listen to that religiously. And then my my parents like like folk stuff like Joni Mitchell and Neil Young. And I mean, in like high school. My friend Zach, who played drums with me, um, we we were like still our like best friends, and he we would just like show each other music, and he introduced me to a lot of cool stuff. Like Radiohead was yeah. definitely oh, yeah, Radiohead. Yeah, good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you uh -huh. remember like hearing it for the first time? Oh yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm Like I mean, I had heard like um, Creep. But then he, we, I forget, we were like driving somewhere and he played me um, Kid A. Oh, yeah. And that was just like, 
I was like, I've never heard music like this right. before. This is insane. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they were like a big staple for me in terms of realizing you can like push boundaries and, yeah, and do weird shit. How did you make your way out to Los Angeles? One of my best friends, Amar Malik, was writing for other people. We, we played in bands together. He was actually the singer in the ska band. <laughs> nice. Ska face. Ska face. Yeah. I love it. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think how it all happened. He was like, he had his, his band, Don't Call Us Sweethearts. And our, our mutual friend, David, David Silverstein, who's now my manager. Okay. And was kind of like managing him at the time. Yeah. He did an internship in Nashville in college at, I think, Warner Chapel. Yeah. And he was living with these dudes who were in a band, but they also like wrote songs for other people. And David was like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I, I had no idea. Right, yeah. So he was kind of like managing Amar a little bit and Amar started doing some sessions in New York. And David, the manager, was friends with Benny Blanco. Okay. Have you heard of Benny Blanco? I think, yeah. He's like a huge like pop yeah. producer. Yep. He's mm -hmm. done like Kesha and literally everyone. And now artist. And he was having a lot of success in LA. And David sent a song to Benny that Amar had written. And Benny was like, this is like a hit. That's awesome. Yeah, he was like, get Amar a lawyer, like, yeah. this is a yeah. hit. So basically, Amar was doing it. I was still in school, ended up dropping out, was living at home, like, walking dogs, which is the best job ever, by the way. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, I am a dog fan. I love dogs. Yeah, <laughs> like, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. And um, Amar was making a move out to L.A., and... I, I was in a band, we were kind of like breaking up, and he was like, you should try songwriting for other people. So I was like, shit, okay, I want to move to LA. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, I, I mean, it was cool. Like, it was me and a bunch of my best friends. We all moved to Venice together. Nice. And we like lived in a place together and we're just like all working on music and mm -hmm. like sharing stuff with each other. And, and I started like doing sessions. So what is the process like going into, you know, a songwriting session? Like, what do you bring, I guess, to the table? Or like, or do you have an idea before you go in? Like, what? It's, it's, it's funny. It's always different. Sometimes people come in with like titles or like concepts, a guitar part, like a producer could have like a drum beat. There, there's really no like rule of thumb, okay. like how to start. And I mean, a lot of times it's just kind of like you start jamming a little bit. Yeah. And, and like what's great is when you're like singing an idea and it's, it's almost like improvising, I guess. And you're sort of like somebody sings something and then the other person could be like, oh, like it sounded like you said blah, blah, blah. And then that's sort of like those series of words could be it could be like a phrase or something. Then it's like yeah. a little seed that like starts to sprout and then you start expanding upon that and then gradually it's like you could you know start talking about how you relate to the concept you're kind of starting to form yeah. 
Yeah. And then, I don't know, gradually it just kind of starts turning into a song. It really feels like magic. It's, it's weird. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gone into sessions and had, like, hooks already written, and you're like, like, do you want to hear my idea? Like, it, it's terrible, but... And then, like, if yeah. people like it, like, you know, you can... You that's can kind add of, on to it or take away or... Exactly. You, yeah. Exactly. Do whatever needs to be done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Sometimes it's nice kind of having, like, something to start with so you're not just, like, fully lost. But also yeah. I feel like some of the really great stuff happens when you're all just kind of feeling each other's energy and like in the room and in, together and like in the moment and like that's when some really cool stuff starts happening that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> it's fun but yeah and you know sometimes I'm working with another writer and a producer sometimes it's just with a producer sometimes you're in with another artist and a producer yeah. or just an artist so it's different every time and like different people bring their own strengths to the table. And so, you know, it's like a chemical reaction, different chemicals each time. And yeah, it's it's fun seeing what you're going to get. Yeah. How, how are the sessions, um, you know, set up? What, like who? So my managers okay. um, set them up and my publisher. And then also like I've like lived in LA long enough um, where I've like made relationships with people and like yeah. I'm like friends with people so I can just be like hey like just text somebody do you want to write mm -hmm. on Wednesday and so yeah that's usually kind of how it works. How do you write a hook for a, I don't know like is, does it just go back to magic? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's all magic <laughs> so I have this wand. Okay. Um, <laughs> Writing pop songs, I, okay, so like when I was writing for myself and like in bands and stuff, I would start at the beginning of the song, usually, and just kind of like start writing lyrics like first verse and then like get to the chorus and by yeah. then I'd be like, oh, this is one, what I want to say then. But writing pop songs, it was like this totally new idea for me of like starting with a chorus and writing a hook and like having a solid concept and then sort of like reverse engineering and like oh interesting yeah like sometimes yeah. you even like write like backwards like starting with like the chorus then writing the pre-chorus and the verse first verse yeah it, it was like it was hard in the beginning because it was a new form of writing for me yeah a new way of thinking new too. way of thinking uh, yeah thinking about the song Exactly. Yeah. And like really like conceptualizing mm -hmm. um, because that's that's something that like A&Rs are really looking for is like a solid concept and a solid lyric. Yeah. Um, that's like that's what huge. really sticks yeah. out. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. yeah. Because people like you want something that people can latch on to. So. <laughs> okay. So it's all magic. It's no. all magic. It's all magic. So you've been working on your own project. I have. A model child. Yes. How how did that come together? When when were you like, okay, it's time for me to start working on a Yeah, I mean new project. It's funny because I 
I kind of got into writing for other people with the idea of building relationships with people in the industry and, you know, hopefully getting some hits and like making money so I could use those resources to like use my, um, like have my own project basically. And I was like, yeah, it'll take like two years. And then now like seven years later, I'm like, (laughs) like finally like working on the model child stuff. So you're recording a new EP? Yeah, it's it's actually the the last song is getting mastered on Monday. Cool. So it's like done pretty much. That's awesome. Um, and it should be out early April. It's called ABCs. Nice. So it's like a four song short little little EP. That's great. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. My song, my my last single trash is going to be on there. Danny re- released a really great music video. How did the music video come together? Yeah, so I um, I met the director, Zhenya Kavda, in Santa Monica a few years ago. Okay. We, we had always, like, wanted to make something together, and this ended up being, like, a good opportunity to do that. And we were, like, conceptualizing for it, for the video, for, like, a long time, and then eventually I think I was just, like, how about this, like, douchey dude just turns into trash I'm like (laughs) like like actually like garbage because I'm like I'm trash it like seems so obvious but um yeah it was funny we just wanted to make something funny and yeah it took you know it was kind of like my first big I had done one other video and then this amazing animator Jamie Wolf did a video for me for my my song Hey Friend, but um, you know, this was like bigger, larger scale, even even though it was like, you know, it was like with my friends and pretty chill. We just shot it at my place. That's great. But yeah, it was a really good experience. And like, it's, it's been fun, like seeing through ideas, pushing it as far as it can go. And I feel like it's easier to do that as an artist. And like, because when I, when I do, you know, I could write like five or six songs a week for other people. Yeah. And you just kind of drop into the studio, write a song and don't think about it ever again and then move on to the next song. Right. But as an artist, you like think about how to stylize like the art and like what's the concept for the music video going to be. It's It's been really fun expanding upon ideas, basically. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, What was the process of writing Trash? So I was actually in a session with Teddy Geiger, who I've done a lot of work with. We were writing, supposed to be writing, for another, (laughs) for another. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. The magic sometimes just, you know. Exactly. (laughs) You never know when it's going to strike. Yeah. (laughs) So we we were like working on an idea and then kind of like hit a lull. Um, so we went outside to like smoke a cigarette and just chill. Um, and I brought a guitar and I was jokingly just like, I'm trash, I'm trash, I'm trash, I'm a trash, that ass, that ass, that ass. <laughs> and Teddy was like, let's work on that. And so I was like, yeah, that would be fun. So yeah, we, when I was writing it, I wasn't like going too deep into the concept of trash. Mm-hmm. Um, like trash, the disposable nature of our culture, our consumer culture now. Yeah. Um, but I was just kind of like trying to write like a fun, like dark, bratty sort of song. But the more I like explored that concept, I realized you can just like go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. For for 
eternity. <laughs> because we live in America and it's trash. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it like the song happened pretty fast and like Teddy is amazing to work with and she's like one of my best friends and it, it was it was really fun to kind of write like a quote-unquote banger like club yeah. banger yeah which I hadn't really done before so yeah. it was that's, fun that's so cool yeah <laughs> it's cool what what has been a challenging moment working like in like music it was really challenging, especially in the beginning, going into sessions, not knowing people, and kind of, you know, being vulnerable and talking about yourself and your personal experiences and throwing out ideas to people and not knowing whether they're gonna like, like them. Like it or not. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, sometimes it's like I feel like you grow thicker skin from doing it for a while because you know, you throw out just so many ideas and like most of the time, maybe not most of the time, but sometimes, <laughs> yeah. depending on the session, like, yeah. like somebody could just not be driving with you. Right, yeah. Um, and so I definitely went through bouts of anxiety around that. Yeah. And um, that's been, you know, you, you never know what a session's gonna be like and Sometimes it's stressful, um, <laughs> but sometimes it's amazing. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. No, I love it. It's <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, you know, it's like I feel like I came to L.A. and I was all like doe-eyed. And I think like the business is like kind of ruthless. Luckily, there are a lot of like amazing people in it. And I think you want to just find your people and like stick with them. Yeah. I 110% yeah. with that, yeah. Totally, yeah. But I've been lucky enough. I mean, my managers, David Silberstein and Jeremy Levin, for on the artist side, uh, on sorry, on the writer side, like, we grew up in the same town. I've known David since I was in middle school. I have known Jeremy seven, eight years now, and they're, like, family to me. And then on the artist side, May Mamoudi, I've known her since high school and we're like best friends. We used to live together and that's David's awesome. managing me on that side that's too. That's great. Yeah, so I, I think that's really important is like finding your people basically. I ask this to all my guests. Okay. Why do you love music? You know, it's it's really like my life at like yeah. at this, it's so intertwined with how I think about the world and how I experience the world and I'm always like I live and breathe music we were talking about this earlier but yeah. um, I was at the Sharon Van Etten show yes. last night and I don't know there's something so powerful about being in a room with people and you're all sort of like tapped in to something and it feels larger than life yeah there's something like really special and communal and I don't know, it's like, it's this ineffable thing that you experience when, mm -hmm. when you're in the room with all those people and you're just like in the moment together. It's something really special. And I love that about music. <laughs> oh my God. What's next for you? You have a show coming up. 
So I have a show on um, March 13th at Gold Diggers, and I'm playing a show with Uffy on um, April 8th at oh. the Moroccan Lounge. Oh, cool. So that's really exciting. And then I have this EP coming out in like early April. Yeah, I'm trying to play a bunch and then there's other stuff on the horizon. So, um, That's so, good. so I'm, I'm working really hard and excited about the future. That's so, so good. yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about songwriting versus like being an artist and that balance? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of figuring it out as I go. Yeah. Um, I feel like one informs the other. And I would imagine if I was in artist world, all the time like I'd be like I don't want to fucking think about myself anymore <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, so yeah it's it's nice to um help facilitate other artists visions and kind of go between both worlds yeah I feel like there's there's I'm, I'm trying to develop like a happy balance between those two yeah and I just think that's like a very good like outlook on like being a musician, working in music, songwriting, like having that balance is definitely Yeah. 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 It's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing. And it's um I feel like it's good to try your hand in as many parts of the business as you can. I d I don't even know if that's true. But at I least I don't know. I kinda think it is I kinda think it is though. Yeah, yeah. Understanding having perspective of the business side so you don't get fucked over. Yeah, seriously. And then, like, being able to create and, you know. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. And, yeah, being able to create songs for other people or being an artist yourself, like, having those. I think that's, you know, you saying, like, knowing, understanding the business side, like, that's so important. And that's that's something that takes a lot. Like you just need to be in the business to start like getting how it really works, really and you works. kind of learn yeah. as you go. But yeah, you don't want to get fucked over. <laughs> no that's, one ever. That's the last. To, no one ever <laughs> wants to get fucked over in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe there are some masochistic people who want to get fucked over. Right. But hopefully not. Hopefully not. I mean. Try to surround yourself with good people. And yeah, so important. It's so important. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you, Jen. I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, and this was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Danny for being on the show and to the Bang Ups for the theme music. This has been the I Love Music podcast with Jen Fedor.